Welcome to the Artist Academy podcast, the audio version of our Facebook Live series, Art Talk Tuesday. I'm your host, Andrea Earhart, and I am so excited that you're here to catch the weekly replay of my laid-back yet very inspiring conversations with other full-time professional artists. The purpose of this series is to show aspiring artists like you that it is completely possible to make a great career out of this art thing. And if you ever want to join us live and have your questions answered in real time by myself or featured guests, then just hop over to facebook.com slash groups slash Artist Academy every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. I'll see you there. This episode is sponsored by the Artist Academy Advanced Membership, a program for artists who want to up-level their art game by taking it from a hobby or a side hustle to a full-time art business. I've been a professional artist for over five years with paintings in several different countries and a client list that includes high-profile companies such as Bass Pro, O'Reilly's, Duck Commander, and many, many more. So I figured out what it takes to build an art business, and now my heart is set on teaching aspiring artists like you to do the same. Go to advancedmember.com, that's advancedmember.com to learn more. This week's episode features Missouri artist John Whitehawk. Now, before we even started this interview, I knew exactly what I was going to title this episode. Learning from a legend. When I first started painting for Bass Pro, I knew who John was mostly through the grapevine. I hadn't met him yet, but his reputation for being one of the top artists in the area preceded him. It actually took several years for our paths to cross since we always worked for the same company, but we're just always on separate projects in different locations, different states. I wanted to get John on the podcast because I knew he was full of stories of past art projects from a lifelong career in the arts. In this episode, John tells us all about his days painting for some of the top locations in Vegas, for example. Does the Venetian ring a bell? Yup, he painted that, along with many other lucrative projects back in the day. Not trying to be creepy, but I could sit and listen to his cool mural stories all day. I seriously can't get enough and had a smile on my face throughout the entire interview. But let me know what you think about this week's episode with John why talk? I'm so excited to get you on here. Thank you so much for being so patient and taking time out of your night to come on here. I really appreciate it. Oh, well, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having Good. me. Good. Yeah, I was just telling them. Um, so, yeah, we both were, are contracted by Bass Pro, but I've, um, we worked for, you worked for, for Bass Pro for a long time, and I've maybe for the last five years, but we've never actually really met. And that's who's. I've seen your painting. I was, I was always re- admired your work, and it was, you seemed like a very, fun happy person uh, to be around so, okay yeah. we're done this yeah. is all i need <laughs> okay <laughs> great um yeah. yeah no i and so so whenever i first started bass pro i always knew who you were because people were like john why talk oh. john why talk i was like <laughs> who is this person and so we fi- i finally oh. got to see your work and i was like all right yeah he i guess he lives up to his reputation <laughs> oh well thank you that's <laughs> yeah. as long as i was like 
Yeah, the good side of the reputation. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Nothing, <laughs> nothing but amazing things said for sure. <laughs> but oh, yeah, cool. your work is amazing. And I was just kind of chatting uh, with some of the girls, Rachel and all of them in here. Um, uh, your your website is johnwhitehawkart.com and I'll post that in the comments so people can actually see your super detailed experience <laughs> work. It is how much how much patience you have on there. I'm just like. Man. That's the main ingredient. Yeah, you gotta you gotta really struggle. I've been working on a portrait for. It took me. Uh, uh, well, I've been working on another portrait, but the first one I'm talking about took me a month to paint. It's a painting of. Um, it's I think it's on the website. It's a painting of a girl standing in front of um, a bunch of Venetian masks, and and so all the Venetian masks are super high detail, and of course the girls high detail, and wow. it's not a very big painting. It's twenty by twenty four, but it took me almost a month to paint it. So. These, these things take time, you know, so, and I tend to be a bit of a perfectionist. I can not tell. As, not as bad as some people, but <laughs> I, can I will let it go occasionally, you know, but when, before it's like perfect, but yeah. um, sometimes, it, you know, it's, it's tough, you know, you, when you're, when, and you as an artist know that you, you are subject to your own taste, yeah. you know, and what you will let go and what you won't let go. And sometimes your eye just won't cooperate and you have to keep working at it until finally you can get it. So I, you know, sometimes I tell my students when I'm when I'm doing workshops, it's, that's that's why they call it painting, you know, because it's <laughs> because it can be. It's, it's it's such a it's such a difficult. So it could be such a difficult thing. It is. Anyway. It really is. Yeah. yeah. Um, Emily Million and I are working on one, um, a big mural right now, and we're just like it's pain to go through it. We're just like this is tough. And then we haven't had a project that's been like tough in a while. And so it's like, it, wow. it knocks us down. But yeah, that's, it makes me feel better actually a little bit that you're like, that you kind of struggle with it a little bit too. So I'm like, okay, this is normal. This is part of it. Well, you know, one of the questions that I saw that you, you normally ask uh, your, your guests is um, what one thing you won't, you, you don't want to do without when you're painting. Yeah. And uh, one of those things is good reference because I know that in, you know, a good photograph or a good, uh, you know, something that, that will let me know what it is I'm supposed to paint. Because when you're, especially when you're doing a mural, um, sometimes you have to put so much in that you have no idea. You have to go from one element to another. And there might be 10 feet by 10 feet in there that you have to fake. And that's really stressful to, to try to make it work. Trying to, trying to almost play God and, and make nature kind of fake nature. Yeah. It can be really stressful. So I, I don't know if that's what you guys are going through. But <laughs> I go through that a lot. <laughs> Good. And so. it just makes me feel better knowing that we're not the only ones. But yeah, that's exactly we're we're literally making up a land. Like we're this this land that we're making up doesn't exist, but it's what the client wants. And so we're like we're literally just having to make up the majority of it. <laughs> so, <laughs> wow, that's that's tough. That can be really hard on you. It's it's just drawing out of your imagination and, it, and you're creating something out of nothing, which is really cool. Yeah. But it's so much easier when you have something to look at. Yes, it is. <laughs> I just I just love that you said that too, because like even with your years of experience, you still use reference photos, and I think. So right. some people just like don't use reference photos. I think that's where we get caught up, you know. And so you just re mm. reaffirming that makes me just it comforts me actually. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so um, uh, most of the so I'm just gonna go with question number one on here. But most of our audience in here are aspiring artists, and they haven't. Mm. They're either like in the middle of starting, or they haven't started, or they're just kind of painting in their spare time. But I kind of want them to get to know you a little bit. Could you tell us a bit about your backstory? And like, what was the tipping point for you from like that took, that took you from hobby artist to professional artist? 
Okay. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, well, I've been in the arts since I was 12. I, I'm a musician. And, oh. and uh, I gave my first concert when I was 12 years old to my eighth grade and graduating class. I was in seventh grade, and that was my gift to them. And so I was always in the arts. And so, um, but when I had kids, that kind of all changed because I had to really make a living. Yeah. And so, um, uh, uh, but in the off times, I would draw. And, and uh, I was really into, um, you know, just being in my own little world. I would create these, these drawings and pen and inks and that kind of thing. I really enjoyed that. And, um, um, and uh, you know, I, I knew that I wanted to, to continue to be in the arts because, uh, you know, I was a pretty lousy carpenter. But um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, I'm trying to remember. There's so much. Uh, uh, I was given an opportunity to do four pen and inks by this guy, and I actually got $500 to do those. <clears throat> this is 1978, wow. 1979, so it was a long time ago. Yeah. But, uh, and and um, uh, so I thought that was pretty cool to, to make that kind of money. Not that I was into the money part of it, because I, you know, I've always been into the art part of it. Yeah. But, um, but I also had to make a living. That's such a, that's such a huge ingredient. And you, know, you can't just uh, live on your art, unfortunately. And starving artists is not too far from the, the truth. Most of us are. Yeah. And, uh, and for me, it's always been feast or famine. But um, anyways, uh, to make a long story even longer. Um, uh, We've got I, time. I, uh, uh, okay. Well, I worked, for, I worked for this guy for six months, got completely ripped off by him. Uh, the last job I did for this particular person was three four-by-eight-foot paintings that I got $49 a piece for and a plus installation. <laughs> so um, that's, that, that, so we're talking like well, that's, that's kind of where I began to pay my dues. But I didn't stop paying my dues. I'm still paying my dues. But, but uh, I, do, I have learned a lot. The, thing, the tipping point for me was um, after about six months of getting ripped off by this guy, I had to go back to work. And so I gave God one more chance. And I said, um, I'm going to make, I'm going to spend, I, I got a job again as a carpenter on a Thursday. And I spent a Wednesday, I was going to make calls to see if I could line up an art project <clears throat> so that I could, I could make some money to feed my family. And so the first call I made was to a company called Multimedia Systems. And I said to the guy that answered the phone, I'm an artist. And he said, can you prove it? This is the very first call I made. And I, and I said, yeah, I can prove it. He said, bring your portfolio, be here in 10 minutes. And so I was there and got a job at, at uh, you know, an hourly wage, which wasn't bad at the time. And, um, and that's where I, I learned to draw. But that was, the, that was the turning point for me. If I hadn't gotten that job, the next day, I would have gotten, gone back to work as a carpenter. And I don't know what have, would have happened but between then and now. But, um, but that job, uh, I was there for two years, and I learned to draw uh, under some really serious guys who, who thought that I was a little old to be starting in an art career, so they're going to help me pay my dues, and, uh, which they did. And I became an excellent drawer by the time I left there because they would take my precious drawings, and they, if they didn't tear them up, they'd put a tissue over them redraw them, hand it back to me and say, do it again. You know, so I don't know if you've been through that kind of thing. You know, real serious, nasty art directors. Uh -uh. But uh, anyway, that's, a, that's a, another thing. So I learned to draw for that in that, that space of time. And then um, the next job I had was uh, in a mural studio where I painted murals for five years under some, you know, under the authority that, of the guy that worked there or the guy that owned the, the shop. And plus all the artists that were there 
um, were, were classically trained artists, so they learned everything from as far as art and painting and wow. color and tone and values and all that stuff and composition, you know, on and on and on. So I spent two years learning to draw, five years learning to paint. And that has a seven-year apprenticeship. Wow. So, which was pretty cool. That was my, so those two things were the main ingredients in my commit, committing to uh, an art career. That's amazing. Yeah. See, well, I, I feel like, I feel like I've learned a lot from like the Bass Pro crew, like Melvin and just all you guys. Like, I mean, I knew how to paint, like, but when I got on there, I thought I knew how to paint and I got next to you guys and I was like, Oh, teach, teach me your ways. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Wow. Okay. There's so, so much. To, so I know. Yeah. No, there's just so, there's so much to know. I, I'm still learning. I, I got out of, you know, I, uh, well, no, I'm, I'm, I'll go ahead and ask me whatever questions you want. I don't want to. Oh, no, you're okay. The panel will be interesting. We, so. we, we can ramble. Um, okay, so you, well, okay. I, I'm curious about your story. So you, uh, so you worked, um, what, what was your next job, like, after that? Well, um, the, the, well, I was, I was, so I was employed for seven years uh, by an hourly wage, um, at the at the mural studio, I ended up being the the, the chief artist, the, the head guy. I had my own studio. I did all the custom work for this. I, I was the, it was the hospitality industry before the advent of computers and printing, the big printers, where we actually hand painted murals and and uh, we did hotels and restaurants and casinos and all kinds of stuff. So uh, all over the country, wow. and um, yeah, it was pretty cool. And so I, I whenever we get a job. We have like uh, embassy suites. We did a whole bunch of embassy, embassy suites. And uh, I would do the prototypes, and then we'd ship them over to the main studio, and the guys would copy my work and send them to the different, different locations. <clears throat> wow. But um, after that job finished, uh, I won a mural competition for the San Juan Capistrano Mission. And my first job on my own was painting the Rancho Room in, in I think it was 1986 for the, the, the uh, Rancho Room of the Mission San Juan Capistrano. And then from there, I, I got some more work from them. I painted three paintings for their soldiers' barracks, three four-by-eight-foot paintings, and um, wow. a couple of maps. I even helped the archaeologist um, go on site to one of the, the um, old smelters that the Spanish had built in the 1700s, late 1700s, and uh, helped discover you know certain things about it. That was really fun. And I did some renderings for him. And, so that was my first real. That was my first job after the mural studio. Gosh! And then what? I'm so I'm so into your story. What happened oh. next? <laughs> um, what happened next? Well, then it was then it was. Um, you know, I had I had a lot of little stuff that I did. I I pretty much done anything in paint that you can do to make a living. I've done really? faux finishing and trompe l'oeil and yeah, all that stuff. I've done at one point. Um, in the early 90s, I, I, I uh, marbleized the entire United Artists Theater in downtown Los Angeles. The, the original theater built by Mary Pickford, uh, Douglas Fairbanks Jr., and Charlie Chaplin. Wow. I, I marbleized the whole thing. And so um, that was a really good job. I was making $5,000 a week in 1992. You know? Wow. So, <laughs> yeah. But it, it can be, like I said, feast or famine. But there's been lots and lots of years where it's just been really really hard but um my my main business was also the hospitality industry where i would do custom work for for um, uh, hotels and restaurants i did a restaurant for tom Selleck in hawaii i did um 
uh, lots of casinos in Las Vegas in the nine in the mid nineties. There was a war of ambiance in the Strip in Las Vegas, and all the craftsmen of the world were there, painting murals and doing sculpture and all this kind of stuff. And I had at one time on the Strip in Las Vegas 150 different murals in the major casinos, um, in, in the registration areas. So. And the way you get those jobs is, well, back in the day, now I don't know what's going on today because there's so much competition. Everybody's an artist, you know, everybody's a muralist. And so it's just like, in those days, you could, you could pretty much nail down about between 55 and $65 a square foot for a mural. And so, yeah, in the 90s, I was making a quarter of a million dollars a year painting um, for the casinos. So... Um, <laughs> Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but but what but I but I was in the door to an architectural design firm called Dougal Design in um, Pasadena, and they were the big kids on the block in Las Vegas, and so they would do the major casinos. Uh, they did a lot of Mandalay Bay properties, which is Mandalay Bay and the Luxor and the Excalibur and Circus Circus, and et cetera, et cetera. And so I did a lot of murals for them, forty murals alone just in the Luxor. So. Um, <clears throat> But uh, the design firm that I worked for, uh, I worked for the designers. They would, they would uh, design a, a project based on the, the client, the owner's uh, wishes, these themed casinos. And of course, they're the huge budget, $700 million was not unusual. And they'd have a couple of million dollars set aside just for art. And so um, wow. uh, they, would, they would call me in and they'd tell me what they wanted. And they'd, they'd show me the colors of the room and then they'd, they'd give me what they call an inspiration piece, which was a piece of art that they wanted me to design something kind of after that same style. And so I would do a pencil. And then once it was approved, I would just go to my studio and paint on canvas. And so, um, but so I got my work through the design firm. Wow. I don't, I, and I, sometimes I would deal directly with the owners, but most of the time it was through the designers. Okay, so, so. You, you would deal directly with, with the designers. Do these designers work with the architects, or is that different kind of jobs? Or They, they had, uh, within this firm, there were architects that were designing okay. the actual structure. And then, but also in the same firm, they had interior designers that would then decorate the structures that their architects designed. And so, um, yeah, I worked for, for a couple, there were three primary designers. And of course, the main, the, the main owner, um, he was an architect, or, uh, architect and a designer. So, um, <clears throat> uh, but I, you know, but it was, it was, a, it wasn't a small company, but it was a, it was, it was a small enough to where I got to know everybody real well, because yeah. I, I worked for him for, worked with him for about 10 years in yeah. Las Vegas. That's so, amazing. Yeah. yeah, it was really, it was great. They would always leave the best spots for me. It was really, it was really cool. <laughs> that's a, it's good to know people. Yeah. yeah. Oh, baby. Yeah, yeah. It's a, you know, that's what it's about, networking. And, 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 um, and in the day, it was still really competitive. And that's the other thing that, you, you know, when you walk through Bass Pro and you say, I, I want to know what you guys know, that kind of thing, and teach me how to paint. That's the way it was for me, too, because I, I had, my competition was, these major studios, uh, the Evergreen Studio from New York, the Paint, uh, there's another, the Art Studio from San Francisco. These are big studios with all kinds of really talented artists that were trying to get the same jobs I was trying to get. And so, because um, there was so much work there. Uh, have you seen the, the, the casino, um, the uh, Venetian in Las Vegas? Yes. 
Have you seen the ceilings and all the paintings? Yes. Yeah, that, yeah I, did, I did a lot of that. Really? But so did a lot of the other studios, yeah. That's yeah. amazing. So, so. I, I had heard that um, um, you or may, maybe Pietro as well um, had done some uh, stuff in Vegas. So, like, when I talked to in, anybody about Bass Pro, I'm like, I worked with the guys who did stuff in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> but I never knew exactly where you were. And so that's really interesting. If I, um, my sister-in-law lives in Vegas. And so next time we go there, oh. I'm, I'm going to be like, we're going to the Venetian. We're just going to go <laughs> oh. check this out. <laughs> yeah, this is great. There's some great art. <clears throat> Most of us copied uh, the artist Tiepolo. Okay. Um, he's, a, he's an Italian fresco painter in the 17th century. Oh. And uh, so those are all copies. Most of the art oh. of the Venetian. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Oh, good to know. That's awesome. Well, yeah, yeah. Were, were there good reference photos for that? Oh, yeah. They're killer reference photos. Yeah. <laughs> we just had to copy good old Tiepolo, which, you know, it's, it's easy. It's just to roll off the tongue to copy Tiepolo, but it's, it's harder than it sounds, of course, when you <laughs> Got to copy a master, yes. you know, and try to get it right, you know. So, That's but um, <clears throat> yeah, I did. Uh, I don't know that there's a lot of my murals left. A lot of them have gone, have been destroyed, or have been taken down. They were on canvas. Oh, All, everything I painted in, in Las Vegas was on canvas. Wow. Okay, so you paint it like in your studio in Missouri, and then you ship them. I had. Then... I was in a studio in California. Okay. Yeah, I come from. I came from California uh, to do the the. the uh, projects here in Missouri in 19, uh, 2011. Oh! So, but, yeah, so I'm a California boy. Wow. City boy. That's cool. Yeah, this quite is really a, cool. Yeah. Now that in the country. <laughs> it's quite a transition, yeah. yeah. Oh, man, yeah, it's, it's lovely. <laughs> yes, yeah. good. Uh, okay, so uh, would, do you install them, or do you have help installing them? I have installed them, but most of the time I would hire somebody to install them. Okay. I had a friend that installed them, a, a wallpaper hanger. Oh, that's so interesting. Danny. I'm so interested yeah. in everything you're saying. <laughs> um, oh, oh, really? Yeah. It, it, in the day, it was it was really it was uh, it was quite a production. I would paint the painting, and of course, I'd have a deadline. What 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 would happen was I go meet the designers, find out what they wanted, do the design, get it approved, get a down payment from uh, usually a third if it was a big job. Okay. It wasn't unusual uh, to get you know sixty seventy thousand dollar jobs in the studio for for years wow. it was not unusual sometimes they were even more than that sometimes they were less than that but i had a i had a studio that would handle a 16 foot by 30 foot canvas and and uh, so i stretched my canvas and i i had found a really good way to do that and if you ever want to know let me know i'll tell you I'll do, and, uh, okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> how to stretch a 30 foot canvas and prime it within a couple of hours <laughs> okay i'll <laughs> um, i'll just come over it's fine <laughs> okay yeah okay. yeah so this it's a really neat system yeah. um but then I paint it, and of course there's always a deadline. Yeah. And I roll it up, take it to Vegas, and drop it off, and they'd install it. And then inevitably there would be a scratch or something, and so I have to go and touch it up to spend a couple of days touching it up, and go and pick up my check and go back home. Wow! So I didn't have to spend any time in Vegas. I just did everything in my Big Bear studio in Southern California. That sounds amazing. Not leaving the studio all day sounds amazing. It was great. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Plus I, plus, I lived in the forest, so I could, you know, in the, in the wintertime, the snow would fall, and I'd be in my studio listening to music, and the dog would be sitting by the door, and I'd be painting. And I'd have friends come over, and they could talk while I painted. It was it was a neat thing. I, I'm looking forward to doing that again, because uh, I miss my big studio in Big Bear. Yes. Uh, oh, 
That sounds amazing. Okay. That was cool. Awesome. Okay. So um, I'm just going to get to the second question real quick. What makes up your typical work day nowadays? Like how many hours do you spend painting per day? Well, I asked my wife that this morning, and, and she said, uh, well, between eight and ten a day. Wow. Usually six, five to six days a week. Wow. Yeah, today I worked for eight hours. That's um, that, that um, Bass Pro schedule you've got going on. It's like ten-hour uh, days, eight-hour yeah. days. Wow. That's oh, man, that, yeah, that, doing those stores is, is, was murder. Doing, I did stores for Bass Pro for a couple of years, and it was just murder. It is. <laughs> you, you've done it, right? I know you've done it quite yeah, a bit. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's great. Hard. It's, it's hard. hard. It really is. Yeah. It's really hard, and but it's, like, rewarding at the end of it, too, and mm. a paycheck is great. <laughs> so, um, that, is, that is helpful, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. Can you talk us through your painting process? Like, are there any methods or techniques that you've picked up through your years of experience? Like, do you, do you oh, draw boy. it first? Do you what, – what do you do? <clears throat> Well, if I'm if I'm really serious about it and want to do it super right, like a lot of times I'm just kind of in a hurry, so I'll I'll find something that's pleasant and I'll find a photo, and I'll just I'll work from the photo, or sometimes I'll enhance. A lot of times I'll enhance the photo, and, and or I'll take several shots of different things and put them all together. Mm. But um, uh, I did a lot of copies of Norman Rockwell when I was working for the mural studio in the beginning of my my thing back in the '80s, and. Um, so I, I read about all his processes. And uh, so I, I kind of adopted his process of, of doing a painting, which is um, what he would do would, of course, come up with an idea first, a germ of an idea, and then do thumbnails, which are just little squares, and you get your design down, and you, you figure out where all the elements of your paintings are, are, are going to go once you've got your idea. And then when you've, you've figured out your, your little thumbnail sketch and, and the basics, um, then of course you you depending on your subject matter you get your reference together and I always I always when I was doing the Vegas stuff or when I do my own murals I always photograph my own models and I always I always go to the site and I take pictures of <clears throat> the landscape or the buildings or whatever it is I'm going to be painting whether it's an interior or an exterior or something like that yeah and then when it's all all the all assembled then I'll come back and I'll do a a, a larger sketch uh, you know a drawing. And um, sometimes I'll do a super detailed drawing with pencil and I'll make a Xerox copy of it, several Xerox, Xerox copy, a regular copy, a pr I'll print up several black and whites. Mm -hmm. Sorry to say Xerox copy, that's like ancient, but <laughs> um, I print up several black and whites and then um, I, I will uh, work out my color palette on those black and whites and just d design the color and the way it's going to work. Yeah. <clears throat> and then once it's thoroughly planned like that, um, I'll either draw it onto my canvas or I'll project it onto my canvas, um, whichever I can do. Sometimes, like at Bass Pro, you can't use a projector. So I don't recommend using a projector unless you can draw. If you can draw, go ahead and use a projector. It cuts your time in a quarter. You, you spend a time, quarter of the time drawing as you would just, uh, you know, spending hours laboring over a drawing yeah but if you don't know how to draw it don't use a projector it just it, you become dependent on it and then there was a guy in bass pro that, that couldn't draw and and um he was doing these big fish on the wall in a, in a store in, in, a, in uh, the east coast and he had to project in his hotel room at night and cut out templates oh and then he'd take the templates to the store and he'd draw them onto the, oh. the wall because he couldn't draw them. Oh. And so I'm just saying, 
Use a projector if you have to, but not if you can't draw. Learn how to draw. That's really important. It is. That is the, that is the, the spine, that is the, the skeleton of good painting is drawing. Yeah. And you know what a body looks like without a skeleton. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, just, I, like, just take, I pictured that in my head. It's <laughs> <laughs> right. be kind of a blob. Yes. Right. So, yeah, good drawing is, is really essential. So. Yeah, definitely, for sure. So I see a little painting right behind you. Is that Adam Wilkin? Is that... It is. Yep. It is Adam. Let me, let me adjust the thing. Yeah, that's Adam. Yeah. He was kind enough to model for me. This, this painting was just accepted into the um, the uh, uh, IG, the International Guild of Realists show that comes up in Washington, D.C. Uh, in September. Wow. Uh, out of 450 paintings, this was accepted along with about 90 others. So with other people, I mean. Dang. So, yeah, and Adam was kind enough to model for me. What a guy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you want to close her up? Sure, that? yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. I'm like putting my face close to the thing. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Yeah, that's that. That's that. This painting called the writer. Wow, that is just. Yeah. How much? How long did that take you? Uh, well, you know, this is one of those deals where I actually put together all my reference and did drawings and thumbnails and figured it all out and then did the color sketch. Yeah. So it took about two weeks. Oh. Together, maybe three weeks. That's it's not about two and a half weeks. That's not very long. Yeah. <laughs> Well, no, it's not. But, they, you know, the, the bench is really labor intensive. And, and um, it was a lot of fun doing the paper. Adam would throw them up and I would take pictures of the papers flying in the, in the wind. And then, of course, oh. posing Adam in, in all these different shots in Sequoia Park. <laughs> and, uh, and he, you know, so he was, he was a great, great guy, great guy. We're really good friends. We worked together for almost six years in the museum. Yes. You know, That's yeah, Adam and Aaron and me. Yeah, yeah they're great. So. Yeah, they're cool. Yeah. Hey guys. Okay, back to yeah. No, I wish I was as good looking as Adam, but you know, what are you gonna do? Oh, okay, <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's see. Um, let's see. You already answered the what is the one thing you don't hit without. Uh, are there any art lessons you learned the hard way? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could. I could bore you for hours about that. <laughs> I was talking again to my wife about that. Uh, which one would be the the one to tell? And um, she's coming to adjust the light. Thanks, honey. <laughs> Thanks, honey. Um, there we go. <laughs> um, art lessons. Uh, wow. Yeah. There's there's been some. Oh, I'll give you one that that um, that you might want to think about that I learned the hard way. Okay. I was just beginning. Uh, it was a small job. I was doing it for uh, a designer from some little podunk furniture store. She got a job through some people, and and I did this. This kind of this uh, in one of their in one of their rooms, I, I painted the, the walls as you entered the room. These these kind of Egyptian motif type things that, that I designed and painted, and uh, <clears throat> and it was a five hundred dollar job. No, I'm sorry, it was an eight hundred dollar job, but the designer was hundred percenting me. It's called where she charges a hundred percent of what I get, so I got four hundred and she got four hundred. Oh, right. And that happens a lot, mm -hmm. but um, the, the, the very <clears throat> intuitive and intelligent homeowner came up to me and said, the designer had told me that she wanted me to write you a check, check directly, so how much do I owe you for this? And I said, really? Oh, okay, that's kind of unusual, but okay, yeah, it's $400. And she didn't write me the check, but she went and called the designer and said that she was outraged that the designer would be 100%ing her 
for this project, and, and she was really ticked off, the, the, uh, the lady. And, of course, the designer was really ticked off that I said something about it. <laughs> and, and I ended up eating it. I ended up uh, getting, I think it was half of $400. So um. because the, 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 the homeowner was not going to pay $800 for that. So, so I learned my lesson to, 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 number one, you know, it's really hard to negotiate prices when they've got all the chips and you, gotta have, you don't have any money and you're hungry. But um, so you've got to kind of take what, what you can get. But the other thing is to is to keep your mouth shut you know, <laughs> yeah. and let the designer and the client hash it out and, and stay out of that. So that was one lesson learned. You know, it was a hard one. But there's been plenty of hard lessons. That's a pretty <laughs> yeah. good lesson, I think. <laughs> yes. mm-hmm. this, yeah. Another another good lesson. Yeah. Let me just give you one more. Sure, uh, please do. Uh, I I was working with a designer in. Um, uh, it was a Luxor, and I had done a whole lot of work already for the Luxor, and this new designer came onto the scene, and she was really trying to, to throw her weight around, and she thought that by kind of oppressing me that that would help her image, <laughs> and so she she was really difficult to work with, and I finally ended up um, uh, decide, finding what it, what it was she wanted, and I pr- provided her with, with – uh, a photographic reference, and I even made a, made a, a comprehensive a comp for her. Do you know what that is? Uh-uh. Yeah. It's a it's a small version of the painting. Oh, okay. you, they used to call comps, okay. and and or they call they used to call them maquettes as well, okay. which is a misnomer because maquette actually means a three dimensional model. But so they call them maquettes or comps. So they made a comp for this woman, and I showed it to her. Anyway, to make a long story short, um, I kept all this uh, uh, documented in emails. Yeah. Fortunately, I did because when the owner of the Mandalay Bay saw that, or the, the Luxor saw that that mural, he said, "Take this out of here. This is the ugliest thing I've ever seen in my life. Get rid of it now!" And so he was really angry, and he called me and said, "What the hell are you thinking?" Yeah. You know. And so I had to provide them with all the all the detailed information that this designer gave me, and all the approvals, and yes, this is what I want. No, this is what I don't want. And that way, I saved my bacon. Um, because they were my my uh, main client, and that designer lost her job because of that. But she wanted to blame it on me, saying that I went rogue on him and all that kind of stuff, and, and passed the buck. So I had the emails to prove that I was not the one that, that messed up. Wow! So always keep everything in writing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yes. Yeah, wow. yeah. Keep a good record. Yeah. Yes, that's no doubt. that's crazy. I feel like artists. I guess I guess with a lot of professions too. There, like every artist I talk to, it's something about financials. That, that they're like, oh, yep, I got screwed over or whatever, whatever the term is to uh, on money on this and that. It's always something like that. It's so sad. But yeah, yeah we're, we're, we're notoriously poor business people. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. <laughs> myself included. Yeah, it's just it's all learning the hard way. Yeah. Um, do you have a favorite past project? Yeah, there's been a bunch of them. You know, I, I, I um, hmm. Uh, you know the 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 museum, the Wonders of Wildlife. Oh, yeah, uh, that's that's a really cool project because you know with hotels and restaurants and casinos, I watched I've watched so many of my paintings be destroyed over the years. I've seen forty by seven, a forty a forty by seventeen foot mural in Mandalay Bay Shark Reef mural that I painted rolled out with with paint so they could project uh, ads onto that wall. Ah. 
So it's really nice to know that my paintings and the wonders of wildlife are going to be there for a long time. Yeah. And so that was a that's that's rewarding, you know. Plus the the Anaheim Museum, I did a bunch in there, too. So. Yeah. The the, um, the what museum you said? The NRA uh, Sporting Arms oh. Museum in the actual store, Bass Pro. Oh. Yeah. Plus I did the ceiling in the Bass Pro too, the, all the animals on the ceiling. Oh, cool. So, oh, really? Wait, yes. did you paint them on the ceiling? No, I painted them on uh, okay. canvas, okay. seven foot by 10 foot canvas. Okay. And then they blew them up 300%, I think it was. Wow. So they were super tight paintings. Yeah. But, yeah. I spent a year doing that before I got to the museum. Wow. Pure, pure painting. Yeah. Do you know Bob? Did you know Bob Sobchik? Uh, no, I got there right after Bob. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. yeah. He was the one who called me out and called, called me out here to Missouri. And he's a great guy, a really talented artist. Yeah. And uh, really, a really intelligent guy, very creative. He was he was the, the the creative one of the creative minds behind the museum that that really developed a lot of the you know Johnny Morris's vision. He Bob was the one who actually developed it. So cool. So, yeah, there's so yeah, much really... yeah there's so much that goes on yeah. with making something like that and if any of you guys don't know um the the wonders of wildlife here in missouri is like it's it was it's now the the world's best new aquarium this past year right it's it's impressive yeah, if anybody <clears throat> if anybody's taking a road trip through the midwest stop at the wonders of wildlife because it is so cool and you'll get to see all of john's paintings but yeah that's right <laughs> I did 18 dioramas, and you can see 16 of them, 16 and a half. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The one of them, one of them is, is covered by the interactive screen for the kids. And that's an 80-foot by 12-foot mural that I painted at the shipwreck. Yeah. And then the other one is I've got videos of myself rolling out my own work, <laughs> painting out my own work, because I had to paint something else over the top of it. So anyway, so. Yeah, I painted eighteen dioramas, but you can only see sixteen and a half of them. Well, I guess what, what is that like eighty-five percent or what is that? It's pretty, <laughs> Something like that. Pretty good. But, yeah. but as far as good projects, that's that's one of the best, you know, because it's going to last. Yeah, definitely. so much of my so much of the industry, you know, the hospitality industry goes along with the fashion of the day, and and they'll destroy work to put put different work in. Yeah. So. Definitely, yeah. Um, my fiance and I were, were walking through the Wonders of Wildlife here maybe six months ago, and he was look. So he's a hunter, so he was looking at all the dioramas and like all the all the taxidermy, and I'm like, I'm looking straight past all of that. I'm like, look at these paintings, <laughs> and like taking photos. Like, he's like, oh, there's paintings here. Okay, <laughs> it's so funny what our eyes are just drawn to. Yeah, that's funny. But yeah. Um, so what are your future art plans and goals? Do you have any upcoming projects? What are you working on right now? What's going on in John's life? <laughs> oh, well, I'm, I'm doing nothing but fine art these days. Um, <clears throat> this, this painting uh, just got in a major show. I just oh, got cool. uh, two other paintings accepted into the uh, ARC, the, uh, the uh, ARC show, um, Art Renewal Center. Um, okay. I just got a painting uh, accepted or just got returned. In fact, it was this painting was in the um, Oil Painters of America exhibition in St. George. So I'm just rolling along in the fine art world. Um, I'm in three galleries, two, two really cool galleries, one in St. Louis and one in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I'm still building up a repertoire of paintings to, to get into other galleries. But that's my main thrust right now is, is doing the fine art thing. 
which is really nice to be able to do the paintings you want to do for a change. Yes. <laughs> not somebody else's stuff. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, definitely. That, that's yeah. And just, just to be able to stay in your studio. Like, I'm, I do a, a lot of logos around town and, like, murals around, like, street art kind of stuff. And so, but lately it's, like, it's all outside doing other stuff for other people and i'm like so i'm so jealous of your studio time right now that sounds amazing <laughs> i need to I need to shift gears a little bit i've actually never tried to do a con or a contest or any kind of thing like that that's a completely new territory for me um it's exciting it's exciting it? in fact it really it will really tighten you up too because or it'll tighten up your style and because the, the competition is fierce out there yeah in the fine art oh boy there's some really good painters yeah. Really wonderful painters, yeah. I bet, I'm sure you hold, fact, uh, hold your own, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm doing really good considering I've only been in this, well, I've been painting for 40 years, you know, yeah. but I've only been in fine art for a couple, but, yeah. so I can't say I'm just a beginner, you know, but, <laughs> but here's a, 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 a something to, of note. Um, of the artists that got into this latest show with the uh, International Guild of Realists, um, uh, two-thirds of them are women. Oh, Wow. Yeah, so there you go. That's so cool. So, so much for that whole glass ceiling thing. It doesn't happen in art. No, that's so cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to tell Emily that. She's big on stuff like that. That's so cool. Oh, is she? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, awesome. cool. Okay, so um, is there any advice that you would give artists who want to make art their full-time career but just don't know where to start? Like, where's a good starting point for aspiring artists? Good starting point. Yeah, mm -hmm. good question. <clears throat> I spent a lot uh, um, my, when I was working uh, as a carpenter, I would come home and get my tired butt off the couch and go develop a portfolio. If I, if I didn't have a portfolio, when I went into that first guy, I wouldn't have gotten the job. Yeah. And so, you know, those were the days, you know, I don't know what's happening these days, but in those days, exactly, I don't know exactly what's happening. I'm not sure where to go besides the same old route, designers, uh, architects, um, city projects, get on... Um, uh, what is it? Our call, call for artists. Cafe. Have you been a, yeah. Huh? The, the cafe call for artists. Yeah. Yeah. That one. Yeah. Yeah. Where they, they show all the different projects around the country. Yeah. Um, uh, but the, the, the most important thing though, is to really, to really learn to, to your craft. Um, I think I've always been, uh, the believe I've always believed that, that there will always be somebody who will want the best. And so I've always tried to be the best painter I could be. And so I push myself uh, to, to really learn anatomy, uh, faces, figures, clothing, hands, feet. Because if you can draw a human figure and you can paint a human figure along with the clothing, you can paint anything. Very true. So, because it's a very, it's the most difficult thing. Mm -hmm. And um, not that I want to be a portrait artist, but I could be. I, ha I was a portrait artist for a few years. I uh, did portraits at the Renaissance Fair, live sittings, yeah. but um, in Conte Crayon. But um, so I would say that the, the, the fundamental thing for an artist is to really learn your craft, really, really learn how to do it well. You, you know, go to museums, go to galleries, see what everybody else is up to, uh, to try not to isolate yourself. Yeah. But really, really go out there and see what people are doing. And with the Internet, of course, it makes it much easier to see what people are doing <laughs> internationally. Yeah. And, um, and the other thing is to, um, as far as getting, getting dough, making money, there's lots of ways you can do it, lots of different things you can, you can do to, to, to paint for a living. And I've done all of them. Um, so it's just a question of, 
you know, pounding the pavement, making the calls and, and having something to schlep around your portfolio or your or whatever. But you really need to have something to show. Uh, unfortunately, schooling doesn't make matter a hill of beans to most art directors. They just want to see your talent. They don't care if you if you went to Harvard and graduated with an MFA and, and, and you know, or some other heavy duty thing. If you can't draw, they're not going to use you. Yeah. You know, so. Definitely. Yeah, nobody ever, you know, in all my years of showing my portfolio, nobody ever asked me what school I went to. Same, you know, same. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting, huh? Yeah, well, it is. I mean, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you go to an art school, of course, that's a whole different ball game. But yeah. most colleges nowadays teach um, more about theory and, and uh, about uh, modern art and those crazy things yes. as opposed to how to, how to actually produce quality are that is very very true yeah i feel like i i got taught like how how to how to think of stuff to paint and like theories behind it but like the actual painting it was not as much but i mean right. yeah i don't know yeah well amazing okay well thank you so much for coming on here and spending uh part of your night on here with us i really appreciate it and i know a lot of a lot of aspiring artists in our group are going to get a lot out of this it's just so nice to see oh, cool. someone who has made art their full-time career for so long and who is just so good and it's really it's something <laughs> to look up to really oh you're really sweet thanks andrew it was a pleasure thanks for asking me and, and uh anytime Awesome. Well, you have a good night. Thanks again. You too. Bye. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by the Artist Academy Advanced Membership, a program for artists who want to up-level their art game by taking it from a hobby or a side hustle to a full-time art business. I've been a professional artist for over five years with paintings in several different countries and a client list that includes high profile companies such as Bass Pro, O'Reilly's, Duck Commander, and many, many more. So I figured out what it takes to build an art business. And now my heart is set on teaching aspiring artists like you to do the same. Go to advancedmember.com. That's advancedmember.com to learn more. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. Also, if you ever want to join us live and have your questions answered in real time by myself or featured guests, then just hop on over to facebook.com slash groups slash Artist Academy every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. And I'll see you next week.